By the way, uh, Pat, we were told that if Joe Biden won the election, he would he cure cured cancer. cancer. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know if Joe Biden has cured cancer yet, you can go to hasjoebidencuredcancer.com. If you go to hasjoebidencuredcancer.com, you will get the answer at any moment during the day, down mm-hmm. to the second. So far, as I mean, weather, as of right now, right now, the answer is... Hold on, let me check. The, the answer is... Cancer.com. Uh, no. No. Cancer still exists okay. as of Monday, January 2nd, 2023, 11.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wow. Um, well, yeah, he did promise. He did promise. So I, I guess so. he's got two more years. Yeah. yeah and by the way, uh, that should shock you. He's got two more years, at least, of this. Maybe six. We're Who only knows? halfway through. Oh. Halfway through. How can we make it through the other half? Radio show starts in just a few seconds. did kind of an interesting uh, interview with Anthony Fauci over the Christmas season, and we'll show you some of the things that were revealed from that. Also, there's another shortage to take note of. We'll get into that and more in about 60 seconds. and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Pharmacists and parents across the country are contending with empty shelves as they search for children's pain relief medications uh, amid the spread of RSV, flu, and COVID. I, I am just, this is the first I'm hearing of the children's medicine shortage. Uh, the surge of respiratory viruses has overwhelmed hospitals and doctor's offices. 76% of pediatric hospital beds were full nationally as of today, according to the Department of Health and Human Services. CVS and Walgreens announced that they're limiting the number of children's pain relief medications customers can buy. I, I mean, we've had a big outbreaks of flu and RS, whatever, mm-hmm. in the past. And I don't remember this ever happening before. Why is this happening now? Yeah, I don't remember it happening either. Really weird. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like the pitch that we've had over the past couple of years, which has been the supply chain stuff. It doesn't seem like that should be the case anymore. No. There's a lot of medications they're having problems with. We also remember the baby formula shortage that was going on. And, and still seems to still be going, going on, on at some level. Yeah. It doesn't seem like we as a country are able to solve basic issues anymore. It's a really fundamental problem. But like mm-hmm. it does when we have... These issues that I feel like 
America used to be able to handle very easily. It doesn't seem like we're able to do that anymore. Part of that, I think, is they say part of this is sort of China based because you know, China went through this whole thing where they tried to do zero COVID for all of this time. And now they're coming. They're finally saying, OK, we can't do this. This isn't going to work, which, of course, is true. But because they've locked down their population so tightly for multiple years, many of them have not had COVID yet. They haven't had mm. kind of what we've gone through, which is everybody sort of got it. And you have everybody at this point, almost every soul in America has some level of protection against COVID. Yeah. Almost everybody has something. Uh, whether you've had some medicate, whether you, you know, there might be a medication you prefer, you maybe you like the vaccine, maybe you don't like it, you just got it naturally, you know, you got it, uh, you know, through someone sneezing in your face or whatever. Everybody's got something now that protects them at some level. That's not the case in China, and including a lot of their old people who, if they got anything at all, likely got the really crappy Chinese vaccines. So Which don't do much of anything. Almost don't work at all. <laughs> right. I mean, those yeah, yeah. are almost worthless. <laughs> Ours are pretty bad. Theirs are virtually worthless. So there's nothing really there, right? <laughs> like, yeah. So they, they are now going to a place where they're taking the sort of scary part of COVID on for the first time. Because they supposedly locked their, they I mean, look, they locked their country down. They didn't really only have a few thousand deaths. That, that's obviously a lie. It's been much worse there than they've disclosed. But still, there's a much larger uh, chunk of people who have been unaffected by it than in other areas of the world, and they're about to be. So that long story to be said that they are now, you know, trying to figure out. Uh, how to produce all the things they produce for our country yeah uh, in the middle of that crisis which is so not easy I, I guess that might be a component in yeah. this uh there's a doctor a longtime doctor says this is something that's just always been available and now yes. it's not <laughs> he said i've been practicing for 34 years this is the first time i've ever had to worry about being able to recommend tylenol advil or motrin because they're not available incredible that's a mm. should not be the case this is not a third world nation. Why are we having these third world problems? Very bizarre. Uh, meanwhile. I, bl I blame George Santos, by the way, for this. <laughs> I, they're going to uncover it eventually. The highly sought after, highly respected representative from New York. Yeah. The first, exaggerated his resume. Yeah. The first mm. openly gay Republican uh. elected as a non-incumbent. That's so I I pretty okay. much just will blame him for anything. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's uh, it's all proven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, Anthony Fauci had the New York Times uh, come over to his home, do some interviews with him. And uh, there were some <laughs> there were some revealing things in his house, like the fact that he's got portraits of himself all over his house. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> who does that? Who's got giant portraits of themselves in their office? Kim Jong-un. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you're Mao Zedong, mm -hmm. yeah. you probably you do as do well. Um, but he no, hasn't been around the, in a while. This isn't him like posing with his family, for no, example. No. No. It's him. Period. Just him by himself. <laughs> yes. He's got bobbleheads of him. He's got massive uh, portraits hanging all over the place in his home. Of him, Anthony Fauci loves 
Anthony Fauci. Nobody loves Anthony Fauci oh, more than Anthony Fauci. That's impossible. You can't. You can't. It's interesting because, I mean, you know, like, I, I, I don't think I would want, I don't even like to look in the mirror, let alone have a painting of myself up. <laughs> Like I, 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 I'm revolted when I pass by a a, a piece of reflective glass. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely not want photo, uh, you know, portraits Photos, of myself, portraits. especially by myself. No. Like you know, you have right. a picture of your family up. I can understand that. Yes, if it's you and your wife, or you and your wife and kids, yeah, uh, grandkids, whatever. You, and, that's understandable. And like you know, and we have some. We've obviously been in you know the media for too long, and you know, like we have. Uh, studosmerch.com right now now that has a bunch of merchandise that we sell right for for uh you know for fans of the show and over the years i don't think there's any up there right now but over the years there have been many items that have had our stupid faces on them Mm -hmm. they're never on display at my home no like right like no there's a i have a box somewhere where i (laughs) stick old merchandise that i keep you know for the archives i guess i mean that there's a box with a bunch of stuff of that like that in there but i'm not gonna no way no way would you would you frame it and put up put it up on the wall right no way there's just no way so uh new york times cheryl stolberg said the walls in dr anthony fauci's home and his home office are adorned with portraits of him An embarrassed Fauci is uncomfortable with her being there and witnessing all of these bobbleheads and portraits in his house, she writes, because he believes the far right will now attack him as an egomaniac. Well, yeah, only because you are an egomaniac. Mm -hmm. And we've known that forever. He also uh, uh, referred to himself in third person like multiple times throughout this article. The guy is just so in love with himself. It's it, it should be embarrassing to him. I I would be worried about him if he weren't embarrassed by this. But you know what? You wouldn't have to be embarrassed if you didn't have the portraits of yourself all over the place. I mean, who who does that? Yeah. Really, it's usually dictators. It is. It's usually people who have missile parades. Right. That's usually the way that goes. Yeah. You got your big fat face up on buildings, billboards, statues, if you're the leader of North Korea. But not normally the head of the NIH uh, here in America would have that. It just shows what kind of guy this is. Um, he also claimed that under-vaccinated red states did much worse than the, the blue states during COVID uh, times. Is that even true? I mean, I, I don't think that's true. I'd have to do some research on that. But um, did we have more deaths in red states than they did in blue? Like, did Texas have more deaths than California or New York? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, there's... Uh, you per can capita, find, look, People I mean, will find whatever they want to find in this data at this point. I mean, I don't... I don't you know, it's so... It's on, on both sides. People will find whatever whatever they want. The bottom line, though, to this entire situation is we all recognize that things like this are a trade-off, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that the old saying, uh, Thomas Sowell, that, you know, there's no such thing as solutions, there's only trade-offs. When, if you want to lock your population down, if we want to put everybody into their own little sealed uh, phone booth so that they can't interact with any other people and we deliver their, their nutrients by tube, you could, probably cre- you could probably stop a lot of COVID cases, right? Like, you could probably do it. Would that be mm. worth it? You know, fundamentally, you can look at data and find, um, you know, 
that, you know, like you know, I think it was Mississippi that did particularly poorly when it comes to a uh, per capita death toll. You can find data like that. And you can find you can look at it both ways. You can find obviously New York is the primary example of uh, a uh, of a death rate that was incredibly high, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can find that data. You can do it. But again, it has to be a decision made with the entire scope of life. And if you're looking at it as an entire scope of life, did you lock down your entire population far too long, put, make them wear masks, make their kids not be educated, l- learning loss, uh, loss of relatives, uh, you know, connection with relatives, not being able to go to the funeral of your loved ones? Well, of course, the people in Washington got to go to John Lewis's funeral. Of course, they got to do that. But you didn't get to do it. You didn't get to visit your loved ones as they were dying in the hospital. You didn't get to go help a needy friend or relative who needed your support at a trying trying time you didn't get to see your relatives for all of this and like at the end of the day isn't the right balance for people to be able to make these choices themselves to be able to weigh these risks themselves and decide how much of life am i willing to give up to avoid this illness you know for some people who are Mm -hmm. particularly vulnerable it might have been a lot for some people who are particularly vulnerable, it is a lot. It was a lot, and maybe that was the right choice for them. But to do it to an entire population, to do it to children who had almost no risk of negative effects associated, that's borderline criminal to me. Yeah. And, you know, we just mentioned uh, China. Look how they're faring right now. I mean, nobody locked down more and were had harsher restrictions, I, I think, during COVID-19 than China. And mm-hmm. now they've got this massive outbreak again. And we don't even know because they lie. Um, we don't even know how bad their situation is. I mean, there are people that have said that there's 100,000 infections per day in China right now. I mean, two years later? Mm. Over two years later. 888-727-BECK. More coming up. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. President Biden claims the Secret Service agent, according to a new book, they claim that uh, Biden said the, remember the agent, the Secret Service agent who got bitten by a dog like, I don't know, eight (laughs) days in a row. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. It was kind of like. And once it was kind of severe. Yeah, it was, it was like a bad sort of like Sideshow Bob. It was he's walking around in the Simpsons and hitting a rake and they just kept hitting him in the face. This yeah, poor guy. Like that. Every place he stepped, he got bit by another dog. Well, the same dog. Uh, so Biden says he's he was lying, according to this new book. That's a lie. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, the Secret Service agent lied. He said, look, uh, the Secret Service are never up here. It didn't happen. Hmm? Oh, hmm. okay. Well... Wasn't he treated by a nurse? There, this should be pretty easy to track down. Although I'll bet the Secret Service won't do that. They won't look into it. They won't cause any waves because the president has denied it. But they should. They they should. Biden thought somebody was lying about the way the incident had gone down. Well, the whole thing is, and I remember during during this situation. It was like, okay, you can't even be honest about your stupid dog. We we have to do, like, intelligence uh, operations to discover whether or not your dog bit one of the Secret Service agents. 
apparently the dog was a little bit out of control at, at one time. And I don't know if it was eight days in a row with the same agent or other right, agents right. were bitten. Yeah. But uh, he suspected, the president sus- suspected that MAGA sympathizers were embedded in the Secret Service because the agency, the agency is full of white ex-cops from the South who tend to be deeply conservative. Wow. I mean, the paranoia of this guy and his obsession with MAGA-related uh, issues, just unbelievable to me. Now, the problem with it is it's been it's paid off, right? It's been rewarded. His obsession has been yeah, rewarded. it he, has. He became president of the United States largely based on a campaign of, I'm not Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That was really his only argument as we went into the campaign. He stayed in his basement and said, I'm not Donald Trump a bunch of times. And then uh, had, quote unquote, better than expected results in the midterm. Mm-hmm. Once again, saying ultra MAGA, ultra MAGA, ultra MAGA. So this and behavior pit- has been rewarded. And just pitting Americans against each other. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's despicable. Oh, yeah. Start to oh, finish. Oh, it's definitely despicable. <laughs> the question is, does it work? There's no, and apparently there's no it does. part of the calculation as to whether despicable is acceptable for the Biden family. Right. They, they, no, they've the already is, very comfortable with that part of things. The question is, does yeah. it work? If it failed miserably here, you may have seen a different uh, change of tone. But he's not going to change tone if it works. And that's what galls me. Because they, you know, they didn't absorb the beating they were supposed to absorb mm-hmm. in November. And, and they still so, lost the house. They're still in a worse yeah, position than they were True, but they him. act like it was just a massive, overwhelming victory for him. And it really wasn't. No, it's, it wasn't. it's look, it's spin. I mean, the bottom line is, uh, back in the summer, they were all predicting they were going to win the House and the Senate. And they didn't. They, they lost the House. Look, it was a disappointment for, for us because we were hoping for more control over what they were doing. More more barriers to be put in place of terrible policy. Didn't get all of them. Mm-hmm. Didn't get everything that you wanted, of course, but... Got something. Yeah, you got, you got something there. And I think, you know, look, it, in some ways, this might be positive for 2024. The way this turned out, there's an argument to be made. This might be the best possible way. Why? Well, you know, Republicans still cleared the hurdle they had to clear, which was come up with a way to stop two more policies that only needed 50 votes right they were able to stop those mm-hmm. now they weren't able to get the, the the you know the ability to stop the supreme court and justices and all that stuff that's going to be a problem there's a lot of there's a lot of problems here but they got the, the lowest hurdle cleared and i think the message sent to democrats despite the fact that they were supposedly going to do much better in the summer they did better than expected in their minds and the message sent to them is hey maybe we don't need to change you know, maybe Biden is fine as our candidate. You know, maybe maybe keep we keep saying chest feeding over and over again. Maybe this is working. Maybe, you know, we start saying that anyone who thinks a, a guy dressed in a women's swimsuit shouldn't be able to swim is a bad person. Maybe we keep saying that. You know, maybe we keep going with the CRT thing. And they are. And they are. And, and you yeah. know what? Honestly, like, I think there were a lot of factors as to why Republicans did worse than expected and and democrats outperformed their last minute expectations but i will say like i don't think it's because they said chest feeding so much i don't think it's because they went super um you know uh super crt in their in their racial breakdown of america i don't think that was the reason they did better than they expected 
And but they so do. If, if if they do, that's probably yeah. good. Yeah. It's probably good that they come into the 2024 election, not only with CRT and gender stuff and all, you know, all of this other crazy nonsense. But in addition, with Joe Biden as the guy who's the candidate, and that is much, much more likely than it was if Republicans blew them out. But the real question is, will Republicans go with superstar George Santos <laughs> in 2024? He's the only guy on my mind. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I say Santos 2024. You know, if he were he's get, my guy. If he were get elected in 2024, he'd uh-huh. be the first as a non-incumbent, <laughs> openly gay Republican to win the presidency. Wow, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. The Glenn Beck Program. Pack race, stupor gear for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, you can listen to my show immediately preceding this one every weekday uh, from six to eight Central Time. Uh, that's seven to nine Eastern. Uh, Pack Ray Unleashed, immediately preceding this show, or anytime you want, uh, on podcast. Yep, and Studios America, available on YouTube, podcast as well, 8 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on Blaze TV. You can always join up at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn if you'd like to save 10 bucks. So while we were on vacation, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, mm. came out. What an enticing release. title. Oh, the Way, way of Water. Water. Of water. Which what does way that mean? will it go? I gotta I don't see. Know. I must know. Which way will the water flow? Ugh. <laughs> just, just a dump of a franchise. I don't get it. I didn't get it in 2009 or whenever it came out the first time. I don't get it now. Uh, I haven't seen this one, but uh, <laughs> it's made $440 million since it came out, which is, you know. It's a lot of money. That's a lot. Although that's their lot. ad budget was, what, a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. So I don't know that... I mean, like it. It. it uh, I know for a fact it underperformed its initial. Here it did. Here it did. It was very. It's very now, big. worldwide. It's one point four billion so far. Well, worldwide. It's interesting. Worldwide. Why do people worldwide like Avatar? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I will say it does come off as quite anti-American. Could that be so part I, of it? I mean, maybe if huh. you're in China, it does seem to be a great movie. I don't know. Yeah. It's very anti-capitalist. Yeah. You know, it's very anti-humans. Um, humans. It's super pro-environmentalist. These aren't necessarily cores of the American culture. Uh, but, you know, for whatever reason, it does perform much better overseas than it does here, which is to be expected. Here, though, it mm-hmm. did underperform. The reason I know this is because of this bet that I made months ago with a friend <laughs> who we were, all, oh, yeah. we were all together and we were, we were talking about it. Somehow Avatar came out and we were just talking about it. And, and we made this point that I think is obviously rational. That any huge movie that made $1.4 billion, every other example of it, has meaning, memorable characters, memorable story arcs, memorable lines, memorable sequences. It makes a cultural impact. Makes some sort of cultural impact, right? Yeah. Like, yep. you know, if I tell you Toy Story, <laughs> like you're going to be able to come mm-hmm. up with several things from Toy Story. Star yeah. Wars, yeah. Titanic, another James Cameron movie. Jurassic like, Park. Jurassic Park. You're going to remember, people will remember all sorts of things mm-hmm. from this. No one remembers anything from Avatar. Not one character name, not one <laughs> significant plot point other than just like, wasn't the blue people in the ocean? Like, that's it. Couldn't have really told you who starred in it. No, no one knows who starred in it. <laughs> I mean, even one of the actresses in this latest one forgot she was in it or forgot it didn't come out yet. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? She thought it already had been released and flopped. Yeah. 
That's yeah, why I, I saw that. And then story. it came out. She's like, oh, that movie hadn't even come out yet. That's how long it's been <laughs> since they filmed this thing. Incredible. So, uh, so I was talking to my friends, and 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 this is right around the time Top Gun Maverick is out, and it's you know lighting the box office on fire. And I'm like, you know, it just made no impact. Like you know, something like Top Gun Maverick made a big big impact. Well, I have this one friend uh, who who starts defending Avatar. And he's like, no, actually, Davis, you know, I, it's gonna, I guarantee Avatar 2 does, does more box office business than Top Gun Maverick. Ugh. And I thought to myself, that's completely insane. This is at the, the peak of Maverick mania. Avatar 2, who's even mentioned it in 10 years, right? Like, nobody, no one, no one, no right? one. So not I'm, a single living human being. Yeah. A few people who had died since yes. mentioned it. Right. Once. Like once. But then they died shortly after. Yes. And I, was it the reason? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to blame Maybe. it. I don't want to, you know, I don't have scientific information necessarily <laughs> no. to back that up. But I'm going to say yes. But it's possible. But it's possible. So uh, we go back and forth. A, a, an endless negotiation goes on. And we eventually come to the point where we're going to bet on on the opening weekend of Avatar. This is like four months ago. And so we go to the opening weekend of of. Top Gun Maverick, and I say there's no way it outdoes that. I think it was 126 million was the number for for uh, for Top Gun Maverick. However, it's a weird weekend because it was a Memorial Day weekend, so a lot of people who might okay. have normally gone on the weekend go on Monday. They yeah. don't jam it all into the weekend like normal. So we have a little bit of a negotiation, and we come up with a number 134.45 million. One hundred 134.45 million. Four five. All now, right. I am supremely <laughs> confident in this bet. At this moment, this is the most, this is the best investment I've ever made in my life. <laughs> now, as, uh, and the, as I will say, maybe the effects of a couple of, uh, of beers f- fade away, I start to realize the person I've made this bet with is a former movie executive. <laughs> oh, boy. Now. Oh, no, you lost. This is somebody who knows approximately 100 times the amount mm-hmm. that I do about this industry and how it works. He's thought this out. And he has uh, <laughs> really put more intellectual power into this, along with much more institutional knowledge. And very soon after this, I start to realize I'm in real trouble in this bet because yeah. mm-hmm. they are going to put $150 million into advertising this movie before it even comes out. Not to mention, they re-released the original Avatar in theaters leading up to it to build up. They had a plan to make some money off of this movie. Anyway... The initial weekend uh, projections come out. This is on like Wednesday of the release of the movie. $175 million. <laughs> now, again, our number is over or under 134.45 million. Okay. Well, now I'm... Well, hold on. All <laughs> right. The first day comes out. Yeah. First day comes out and it is... Uh, they say, actually, now we now see it in a range between 150 and 175 million. I see that. The next mm-hmm. night comes out. <laughs> They say, we now think it's going to be toward the bottom of the range of 150 to 175 million. Saturday night's results come out. Sunday morning, this mm-hmm. is the day we, the day before we're going to find out the final result. They say, new estimate for Avatar 2, 134 million. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, we're back <laughs> in the game. 134.45. The estimate is 134 million. Now, my friend... So my friend is, for the first time, a little panicked, but still I think he thinks they're going to get across the finish line. Mm-hmm. The global numbers come out early, 
and they exceed expectations for the last day. But was it a global bet? But it or was a not. Domestic? It was only domestic. Okay. So the 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 on uh, you would have been killed. Oh yeah, on the global on take. the global take. I, but I didn't. I knew that I wasn't going to make that bet. I mean, yeah. they make amusement parks for this crap in other parts of the world. Even mm-hmm. while well, they make it here too. But that's the other. <laughs> so anyway, 134 million. The uh, the next day comes out. My friend actually emails the lead entertainment reporter from a major newspaper to get the number early, just so we can find out who won this bet. The 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 number comes out one hundred and thirty four point one zero zero two two six million. <laughs> it's great. We won the bet That's by three hundred and fifty uh, three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's amazing. Uh, again, a projection made after several beers four months ago, and we won. And I will tell you, getting that Venmo was the greatest. I bet the greatest feeling. Of yeah. all time, just to rub it in his face. <laughs> I love that you won Till the it. end of time. No right to win that bet, but we did. Oh, that's awesome. So something good came out of Avatar 2. I know you thought it wasn't possible, but something good came out of it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it really is amazing that there's no cultural impact. And it is. again, I think it extends to this one. It's going to make another billion dollars here in the United States. And still, I, I have not heard anyone talking about it. I haven't either. You know, no one, no one is like, oh, this ama-. the reviews, which were generally speaking, uh, numbers-wise, positive, still basically are saying the same thing from the first one, which was the technology is amazing, the scenery is really cool, yeah, but not much of a story, not much there as far as dialogue, nothing really memorable. Just like, hey, what a clear picture. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I mean, it's in something. HD. Yeah. It's really, oh, wow. It's you, really... don't know, you don't know how many pixels <laughs> I saw up there. There's lots of pixels. There was over two trillion colors right. involved in right. the making like, of that it's film. It's stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I incredible. so how many do we need? <laughs> I need I need eight. Give me give me the primaries plus a couple. <laughs> That's all I need. Uh all right. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh let's go to Michael in Utah. Hey, Michael, you're on the Glenn Beck program with patents, too. Hey, how's it going? Good. I've been program since I was eight years old, 24 now. And for the past 16 years, I've had no idea what this program has been about. But let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar 2, I think I know why you guys don't quite get it. Because it's not okay. a franchise meant for the older generation. It's meant um, more for the oh. younger generation. So what you got here is mm. a cool-looking movie with... A storyline that mm-hmm. is just there because I know a lot of younger guys are really just there for the effects. <laughs> right. That's mm-hmm. totally what it is. Yeah. It's what the older people yeah. are there for, too, by the way. I mean, it's, you know, it's an incoherent storyline, which fits great with millennials. Mm. <laughs> exactly. And it's got that 1980s sort of like hippie environmental message, too. Yeah. Because in this one, they yeah. hunt whales, and you don't want to hunt the whales. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Michael. I guess that's where you go. It's I just, guess uh, so. That's where we had to end up. It's amazing, though, that that is, I think, generally true. But it's like, mm. I guess it is targeted towards younger people because what adults would want to consume this drivel. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Toy Story was also aimed at kids. But and that I has liked a it. lot of moments uh, yeah. that are very iconic, right? Monsters, Inc. was aimed at kids. Mm-hmm. All the all those cartoons are aimed at kids, uh, and man, it seems like adults can remember them. But yeah, it is somewhat they're unique. So vapid uh, <laughs> these movies. It's just there's nothing to hang on to, 
and it's not just us. I, I, I looked this up after, I think we talked about it before the break. And uh, so I, I Googled Avatar, and there's a lot of people who feel like that. Yeah, like there's yeah. just no cultural impact to it. That it's just, I don't know, it's cotton candy. It's in your mouth one, uh, for one second, and then it's melted away, and it's gone. And you don't even remember it. Bizarre. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. We're just talking about streaming obsessions or any shows that we're watching right now that you're been. There's not really, there's not really one right now that uh, that I just must see every day. Yeah, and or two or three or four episodes or twelve episodes a day. But in the past, I remember people talking about Lost. Year after year after year yeah. before I finally broke down and watched that and was obsessed with it. Then for years, I heard Stu babbling about suits. <laughs> year after year after. I finally broke down and watched it. It just became obsessed with it. That's so funny. Now, I, I, people say that a lot about suits. They didn't necessarily... Or it was about loss. Lost. They didn't say it a lot about suits. No, That's but like, it is. It's a great series. Yeah, I didn't watch Loved it initially it. because it was on USA. And I was like, right. I can't watch a show on USA. I, I just feel like it, it wasn't going to be good. Right. It was really good. I, I loved it. And it's honestly part of the reason why I can't get on, on board with all the Meghan Markle bashing. Me neither. Because she was on so Suits. That's how I... In suits. She was so great in Suits yeah. and I and I yep. liked her then. And so I'm just giving her a pass for all, whatever she's doing now. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. She, she may have <laughs> run over a bunch of school children last yeah, week. Yeah, but she was on okay. Suits. She I was like really her. good in Suits. Yeah. So it's funny. Everyone seems to hate her now. Maybe with really good reason. I just, I just because yeah, I, I knew her from that. I, I can't feel the passion. I don't know her. if it's with good reason or not because I don't follow the Royals. Yeah, I don't care. Followed suits, <laughs> but I don't follow the Royals. I had the same thing with Breaking Bad, where everyone said, "Oh, this is amazing! You have to watch it. You love it. It's incredible." And then I eventually broke down and watched it, and absolutely loved it and this mm-hmm. has happened to me now several times and i don't have time for more i don't have time for more shows yeah. i can't well, i can't get into anything else and and i will say i now will not even start a show unless it's five seasons in if they mm-hmm. can't get to five seasons mm-hmm. i don't want to get in the middle of something and then two seasons in they're like oh by the way Canceled. No one was watching this, even though you like it. No one, it sucks for everybody that. else, and yeah, so it's I hate canceled. That. Hate that. It screws you over because you commit all of these resources to watching, <laughs> and then you get the rug pulled out from under you. I will if it's not five seasons, I won't even start it now. That's a new policy. <laughs> a good policy. I think it is. I think it's pretty solid. But I always means I always miss the new shows. <laughs> It's got to run like everyone's on me for Yellowstone right now. You got to watch mm-hmm. Yellowstone. It's incredible. You got to watch. Well, have you watched 1883 yet? Have you watched 1219 yet? Have you watched <laughs> the year six yet? It's incredible. The year six is the best year one. Year six is so good. It's so good. So good. But I, I can't, I don't know. How long has Yellowstone <laughs> been going on? If it hasn't in five seasons, I can't start it. It's, I think it's in its fifth season. It's in its fifth season. Yeah, I think okay. so. So I guess this year I can I start to consider watching Yellowstone. Glenn loves it. You love it too, yeah. right? I mean, everyone seems to love it. I mean, there's, there, uh, there's. I think there's only one season each so far of 1883 because 
you know, what, how, how long can you carry out one year? Because I think the next season would have so, to be 1884. You would think so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Seems that way. <laughs> Uh, and then 1923, I don't know how long that's going to last. That's another one. Is it really 19? There's 1883, 1923, and yeah. Yellowstone, which is right. set in the current day? Yes. Because I have a... Yellowstone's do, current. The other two are from the years that of the same name. I do have another longstanding rule, which is I don't really like movies or TV shows that take place before World War II. Like, that's my line. Yeah, I knew that was a rule of yours. So, yeah. again, you take out yeah. all shows pre-World War II and all shows less than five seasons. Then you start to narrow this thing down a little bit. Quite a bit. You know, there's you don't have as many shows to choose from. See, I couldn't watch 1883 or 1923, uh-huh. but I could watch Yellowstone, I suppose. All right. Well, you can't watch it. Well, you can watch it and listen to uh, 2023, uh, at least on this program, uh, again tomorrow. See you then. This is the Glenn Beck Program.